This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Ricardo. My name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. As is tradition around these parts, our final episode of the year is dedicated to our top 10-ish albums of the year. That's a top five for each of us with just enough time for an honourable mention each. And 2021 made picking the very best no easy feat, as we have been absolutely spoiled for choice. But we really do have a lot to get through, so without any further ado, we shall begin the Outer Limit Frequencies Top Albums of 2021 show. I really liked Ultra Mono from Idols, so much so that I put it as my top album of 2020. And I think one of the reasons that Ultra Mono worked so well for me was that it tried very hard to define exactly what an Idols song was. And I enjoyed the band's latest album, Crawler, for the many ways that it has undermined that definition. Crawler is easily the band's most varied, introspective, and vulnerable album yet, including some of their most overtly post-punk stuff to date, as well as touching on a few more disparate concepts. And they're such a nice and humble bunch of lads that it actually warms my heart to see them exploring and growing as artists. There are so many tonal twists and turns in this thing that you really can't help but come out the other side with a greater appreciation of who this band is and what they're capable of. My honourable mention goes to Crawler by Idols. This is The Wheel.
I'll start this off by saying that my honorable mention is not necessarily my sixth album for 2021. In fact, there were so many options here that just missed out on cracking the top five that I could really have given this to any of them. However, as both Ricardo and I particularly enjoyed Diablo Swing Orchestra's swagger and stroll down the rabbit hole, this is one that I felt I should mention. After a less than promising lead up to the album, with the first few songs being released to promote it being rather weak, it turns out that the majority of the rest of the album is actually really good. It is, however, because of the first songs that this misses out on being among the very best of the year. And while the final four almost make up for it, almost is not quite good enough. It is good enough to make it onto the show, though. So this is Prima Donna Gauntlet.
2021 was a fantastic year for young musicians, especially those releasing their debut albums. In fact, I have two debut albums from younger folk in my top five, the first of which I've been anticipating since chancing upon one of their pre-album singles last year, a song called Science Fair. Black Country New Road are a group of very talented young men and women from London with a level of industry hype that borders on suspicious. This year saw the release of their long-awaited debut record for the first time, and it immediately hooked me with its compelling sense of melodrama, so much so that it is my pick for number five album of the year. And if we had all the time in the world, I would play their song Sunglasses right now, but that's over 10 minutes long and not exactly a viable option. Instead, this is the opening track that introduces you to Black Country New Road's dizzying tour de force. This is instrumental. Spoiler alert, it's an instrumental.
last year for our top albums of 2020, if I remember correctly, Poppy's I Disagree was named as my number one album. And I stand by that. It was a damn fine album. It was certainly my most listened to album of the year, especially as it came out in January, which obviously gave it a lot of time to get a lot of play. Well, seemingly out of nowhere, Poppy released a follow-up to this titled Flux in September this year, and it's Flux that gets in at my number five. Honestly, it may actually be a better album than I disagree, as it has a lot more variety to it, rather than being one particular style of music that the I disagree era was. Flux experiments with quite a few different sounds. The metal is heavier, as her albums seem to get heavier at each new release. But then there are the more punk songs, like Lessen the Damage. whatever reason i've always had trouble getting into saint vincent but all that changed with annie clark's latest album daddy's home much has been made of the deliberate homages to the work of david bowie in the 70s but there was something very mid-90s back in the pastiche that was lead single pay your way in pain this album stood out to me because of its authentic emotional core above all else because i'm not going to get too deep into the concept behind the record because there is a lot to mine there but let's just say the title Daddy's Home is a lot more literal and less suggestive than you probably thought it was. It's just the right mix of vulnerable and volatile with some fantastic songs to boot. So, my number four pick for the year is Daddy's Home by St. Vincent. This is Down and Out Downtown.
going to be certain bands that will almost always make it into our best albums list every year they have a release however i have had to think pretty seriously about this this year as it would have been far too predictable for me to put devin townsend rob zombie and afi on this episode the thing is though the afi album was not good the devi albums work better as a pair and i honestly haven't listened to rob zombie's album as much as i should have so I'm going to go with the super unexpected Epica and their album Omega in at number four. Okay, so I know it's not unexpected, but man, it's a great album. This is, in recent Epica fashion, an album that works best as an entire album, basically meaning the individual songs don't actually do a whole lot to stand out from each other, but as a complete piece, it's a thing of wonder. And yeah, a few of the songs, I guess, do pretty well on their own, like Code of Life. 
In very short order, Black Midi have become one of the most fascinating bands operating today. Their 2019 debut, Schlagenheim, rightly turned a lot of heads, and I fell in love immediately with their follow-up album, Cavalcade. After a slight change in personnel, the British quartet appeared to be completely unrestricted by notions of style, era, mood, or genre, leaning into a proprietary brand of orchestrated chaos. I have previously mentioned that their current sound is reminiscent of both King Crimson and The Residents, and for brevity's sake, I'm just going to uphold that description for now. But with the speed at which they're burning through material, who's to say where they go from here? My number three pick is Cavalcade by Black Midi. And this is actually the shortest and punchiest track on the album, Hogwash and Balderdash. The Primus vibes are strong with these cool young cats, and I'm here for it. Number three is Volbeat's Servant of the Mind. Recently, this is the album I've been listening to the most, and it's made me realize that my top three are very close to each other. This is a huge step up from 2019's Rewind, Replay, Rebound, which, while it was good, didn't exactly wow me like this one did. From start to finish, Servant of the Mind had me completely hooked and not only contains some of the best songs recorded by Volbeat, but may also be their best album so far. Wait a minute, my girl, The Devil Rages On, and Dagon 4 all constantly get stuck in my head. And for once, I'm not annoyed by having songs stuck in my head. 
it's not exactly a huge change from anything they've done before. Their sound hasn't really evolved much over the years, but not all bands need to change. Volbeat have got a great formula and should probably just keep it up. This is Dagon 4.
23-year-old Genesis Owusu was born in Ghana but raised in Canberra, which might start to explain the sheer range of styles, ideas and cultural thoughts he brought to the table for his debut album, Smiling With No Teeth. It's probably the most radically diverse record I heard all year, aided and abetted by Aussie indie rock larrikin Kieran J. Callanan, who handles production and guitar duties. And after numerous listens through, I still don't even quite know what to call it. Grunge rap, punk R&B, glam trap. The closest thing I can compare it to is probably the first Gorillaz album. Both are musical free-for-alls, crammed full of buddies just to see which ones will land and which ones won't. Owusu has recently won, checks notes, every award at the Arias for Smiling With No Teeth, and I cannot think of anybody more deserving. All I ask for is a little more, please. My number two pick is Smiling With No Teeth by Genesis Owusu, and this is The Other Black Dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be your flesh and bone, you'll 
until August, I was absolutely certain that Born Against from Amigo the Devil would be my number one. Even though the album didn't release until April, the months leading up to that had a few singles released, and I just adore his music so much that there was no way anything was going to top it. It's not a long album at all, coming in at only 33 minutes, but this works so well for it. It's incredibly bleak, with only a few lighter moments. Just like the song Murder at the Bingo Hall, about somebody absolutely killing it at bingo, and the very weird Better Ways to Fry a Fish, which paints an extremely grotesque image. But this is essentially what I've been waiting for from Amigo the Devil for about three years, and it was worth the wait. A truly great album that I'm still kind of surprised I'm only putting in at number two. This is Drop for Every Hour. I hit him hard and made it known he wasn't gonna make it home, no matter how much he might disagree. And suddenly I saw it in his eyes when it clicked The last thing he was gonna see was me And fear is such a funny thing We wear it like a diamond ring With promises we never planned to keep I swear that if you let me go And so and so But tears are only water And water is cheap Fine white powder, what the hell is fair at all? So I'll take a drop for every hour, she'll never dance. Hide a piece in every city, she'll never see. I know that this won't make it better, but I don't want to live without her. So the last drop, the last drop is for me. I never thought there'd be a day I didn't get to hold my daughter Terrified knowing that I'd never come to terms with this at all I never knew how much a man could hate till I read that letter And like you said None of us are saints, if I recall I never knew how patient I could be Until I watched you bleed There's nothing I can take from you That means what she did to me Every word from your fucking mouth Is like bringing wood to a burning house then we'll be here all night till ashes are all we breathe. So I'll take a drop for every hour she'll never dance. I'll hide a piece in every city she'll never see. I know that this won't bring her back and I'll never find relief. So the last drop
my top choice of 2021 had a bit of an unfair advantage over everybody else and that it was actually released on New Year's Day, meaning that I've actually had the entire year to bask in its glory. After a long seven-year wait, Brooklyn's That Handsome Devil came back in a big way with Your Parents Are Sellouts. And it isn't just the band's knack for humorous album titles that has returned with them. So is their tradition of creating music that is as searing and cynical as it is hard to properly classify. THD have always had a knack for making the downfall of society sound like such a good time, and they absolutely do not disappoint here. Your parents' sellouts isn't afraid to mock, confront, or call out the problems in the world, which is one of the many reasons why it is my top pick for album of 2021. And this is Bad Vibes. So what could possibly beat the album that I've been pretty much obsessed with for the better part of the year? Honestly, the answer surprised even me, because I've always been a fan of punk, metal, or more recently, as I would put it, voices. I love a good singer, and it's what's drawn me to classics like Sinatra, and more recent acts like Avor and Amigo the Devil. So what I didn't expect was that my love of one song from a video game would spark a love of a band that I've been avoiding for quite some time. 
The song Death Stranding from the game of the same name is what I blame for my recent love of the anti-pop or pop or anti-tronica, whatever you want to call them, trio, churches. That's with a V instead of a U. And you know how we feel about spelling. Everything about this band is what I would not usually like, but there's something special about them that just throws off all of my usual tastes. And while I could have said it was a casual fling with one song, their album Screen Violence is just musical perfection to my confused ears. I'm not sure what I love so much about this album and pretty much everything by this band, but with songs like How Not to Drown, Lullabies, and our final song, Final Girl, I'm pretty happy placing this as my number one album of 2021.
And that does it for our top albums of 2021. Thank you for listening, and thank you for those of you who have listened to us throughout the whole year. And if you like what you heard, jump onto Spotify, and there's a whole lot of our episodes. In fact, pretty much for the whole year. Funny how that works, but since we're coming back next week and next year, in fact, we're going to be digging up one of our older episode ideas that was a lot of fun. We look at some incredibly good bands with incredibly bad names. It's a good time for all except the band names. That's the point. We'll see you then. See you then. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.